Hi, this is Out of Crazy Town, your guide to divorcing a narcissist, and I am your host, Jackie Miller. I have an amazing guest today discussing an incredible topic. Nancy Forrester is the founder and executive director of the National EFT Training Institute. EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques, and Nancy is a pioneer in this cutting-edge field of energy psychology. Nancy walks us through her incredible story and how she ended up founding an institute to teach professionals how to treat unresolved trauma. I am certain you will enjoy this conversation as much as I do. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Out of Crazy Town, your guide to divorcing a narcissist. I have the amazing Nancy Forrester here with us today. Welcome, Nancy. Oh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. Really, really excited about our conversation coming up. Oh, I can tell. I can feel your energy, which is so amazing. Um, and I wanted to just give everyone a brief quick, there's so much to talk about with you, with your background and your experience, but I want them to know that you are the founder and executive director of the National EFT Training Institute, and that is Emotional Freedom Techniques. You are a clinical psychotherapist, accredited certified master trainer of trainers um, at EFTI, and a pioneer in cutting edge fields of energy psychology. I love that term, and I want to talk about that more in a minute too. I wanted to tell you that when I first heard of you, it was when I was going through my certification as a high conflict divorce coach and you did a lesson on being trauma informed, trauma informed coach. It was so great to understand um, your ways of explaining how trauma is stored in our bodies, et cetera. And I wanted you to know what the other reason I really wanted you on today was I was in the middle of my divorce, completely in the fetal position. Super anxiety, middle of the night, couldn't sleep. I think possibly I had a court hearing the next day. Yeah. And I was, uh, people had mentioned, quote, tapping to me. And I was just desperate for any relief. And I started researching and I found some videos. And I started to do it that night. And then I did it on the drive on the way to the courthouse. And I was like, dang. This stuff works. I <laughs> was pretty well my reaction too when I first started. <laughs> wow. So I was like, imagine if I actually know all the back, you know, have a have a professional guiding me to do it. So anyway, I wanted to ask you, sorry for all the talking up front, but I want oh, you to know how special great. this this topic is to me. Oh, how did you, you get into this, Nancy? Oh my gosh. Same sort of story. Desperation, right? Nothing else was working. So I I mean. I, and maybe we'll talk about this, right? One of the impacts of trauma is that we end up with all of these conditioned beliefs about ourselves and how we have to be in the world. And and so I was holding these beliefs about, you know, my big three were, um, I'm ugly, I'm fat, and I'm miserable. I don't know specifically where those came from. I was a little child. I It just happened naturally. But at the core of all of that was this fundamental belief that this is not a safe world for mm. me. Wow. Does that... it get any more core than that? This is not a safe world for me. And so what did my brilliant little child do with that? She figured out how to make it safe. So she became a people pleaser. She became a perfectionist. And good grief, did she become smart? Because being smart was being safe. Mm. And so that worked for me. Like, I was a very important person. Yeah. 
<laughs> and this resonates so much with me and I'm sure so many members of this audience. It's so true, right? I had, oh, my mother said to me once, bless her soul, she's long gone now, but she said, you've got 13 different letters after your name, but you have no common sense. Ooh. I know, zinger, right? So that's the kind of mm, sort of deficit of connection and all those beautiful human qualities of acceptance and compassion and all of those things that, that lead to these early conditioned beliefs. So there I am. I'm being important in the world. I have an MBA. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, I'm making tons of money. It's like, okay, I'm award after award after award. And then stuff, can I say shit? Am I allowed to say Yes, that? you can say it. Shit happened in my life. I uh, lost the most important person in my life, my favorite aunt. Um, I became pregnant after seven years of infertility treatment. I had the baby and then thought being super person, I would go back to work within weeks and started having panic attacks. Like my body started rebelling to all of this stuff. And oh, literally hell happened. I lost everything. I lost the job, the career, because I couldn't function anymore. The brain fog, the headache, the whole confusion, the anxiety. So I lost my health. I lost my relationship of 24 years. Mm. And like, how does this happen to a perfect person? You worked so, so hard to be perfect. I worked so hard and I was so empty inside, so scared that people would find out the truth about me. Mm. I couldn't cover it up anymore. My body wouldn't let me. And so I stayed in that hell for a good year. I had one constant headache. It never went away. It was nothing I could do. It was excruciating 24-7. It was there. Such helplessness and hopelessness. 13 different doctors. Wow. I'm looking for the magic thing. What's going to take all this pain away? It's got to be there. It's got to be something external to no me. No one can tell you, huh? No one could tell me. And then I was watching television and a woman came on a show and she said, I help people with headaches. I didn't care what she did. I was cold. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like this little tiny spark of hope and possibilities. And so I went three hours away, three hour drive away and turned out she's a body worker. Hmm. It's like, I didn't even know I had a body. Like I thought it was literally just there to hold my head up because I was just so highly intellectual. And so she put me on her table. Turned out she was doing something called structural integration, rolfing. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very deep, deep muscle tissue massage. And I started to cry. I was 38 years old and I don't remember the last time I cried because I had it all together. Mm. But I cried and I cried and I cried and I realized it's like there's something to this body. There's something about addressing the body, inviting the body into this experience of mine. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, okay. So I started, continued on my path. She referred me to a therapist, a, a really bizarre therapist. He was a Buddhist gestaltist. Now this was like 35 years ago. That was I've never heard of a gestaltist. Is that German? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a form of therapy that is, does a lot of parts work sort of back and forth. And okay. I went to his office the first time I'm full of shame. Yeah. It's like, you know, good girls don't do therapy. Like mm. good girls don't have these kind of issues. And so I'm sitting on his couch and his first question to me is, so Nancy, who are you? And I went, hey, 
I got this because I had my journal there. I had my pen. I can answer this question. So I rhymed off my resume. All your letters. Totally. And all the letters I have. And he went, he looked at me and he just started to clap. Great. Mm. Now, who are you? Blew my mind. You mean I'm not these accomplishments? I'm not this. And so that was like the next sort of an opening to something way beyond what I had been exposed to in my life. So I had the body piece. Mm -hmm. I had this mind piece coming from therapy. Mm -hmm. And then I'm watching television again because it was the only thing I could do. And another woman comes on and she says she's a spiritual therapist. What's that? I have no frame of reference. Mm -hmm. I'd been dragged to church for 18 years every single Sunday. So I got out of that as soon as I could. But I had spirituality. I don't know what that is. But I went to see her. And this woman, I show up at the door of her office. She looks at me and she says, Oh, Nancy, your heart chakra is green. You're healing. Like, okay. It was a good thing I was in enough pain that I kept on going into the office because I thought she was like wacko. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what a chakra is. And so that was the opening to the spirituality piece. So we had the body piece, the mind piece, the spirituality piece. I uh, entered into this beautiful program she and her psychologist uh, colleagues were offering called Love and Forgiveness Therapy. Mm. Mm. It was such a risk. It was so scary for me. It's like I'm sitting on the couch feeling a little better. I'm trying to decide now which way am I going to go? Do I want to go to this love and forgiveness scary thing? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to go back and do another graduate degree? Mm. This is very profound. I see. I see it all laid out in front of you now. Wow. Exactly. It's kind of like, are you going to choose the new Nancy? Are you going to choose the old Nancy? That's right. I was listening to one of your podcasts and one of the lines you said, it was like, oh, we were going to have such a good conversation because you said something about moving toward an authentic self, Mm. right? And I recognized I was not being my authentic self. I was performing and I was getting rewards for that, but I was getting further and further and further away from who I truly am. And I think that that again is going to resonate so well with me and this audience because as we leave these relationships or marriages, so often I hear, I didn't know who I was anymore. I mean, I hear it all the time. Absolutely. And you can't answer that question when somebody says, who are you? You're deer in the headlights. Absolutely. But so frozen, I didn't even know I didn't know. Like I thought I had it all figured out, right? Yeah. So then it's like, okay, I graduate from the therapy certification program and I open my therapy business and my clients are all happy and it's like, yeah, this is all going really, really well. And then about seven years in, two things happened. Number one, I started to get sick again Mm. and I did a little research. And I got information about how many therapists are managing chronic disease situations. Oh, specifically therapists. Interesting. Right? Yeah. And then the other awareness was, hmm, my clients are getting the results they're asking for, but then they're coming back with another problem. So let's say a woman comes in and she says, I want to lose 50 pounds. And I go, okay. 
then we start work and she loses some weight. And then she comes in and starts talking about relationship. And I'm going, what is going on here? This is not making any sense. Hmm. And so I, there was something else I wasn't getting. And so I sort of sat with that question. What's what's missing here for me? How and are these all related? Yeah. How's what's going on here? What's the connection? And that's when I got the invitation to go to this weirdo, wacky thing called Emotional Freedom Techniques Tapping <laughs> Workshop. I have no idea to this day why I went, how how they got that email. Like, this is 1995. I don't think we were even doing email back then. I love these stories because they're, they're those things that you look back in life and you're like, wow, something really is guiding us or making us go do things that we never, like, what am I even doing here? And then exactly. it all works out. <laughs> and it all works out. So I go and there's six people in the room, and I think five of them were friends of the presenter. And I had, again, traveled hours to get to this thing. And so then it starts, and, and this facilitator person starts tapping on his face. I'm going, get me out of here. But my Scottish heritage comes into play because I had paid for the workshop. Yeah. So I was not going to leave. Yeah. You're going to get your money's worth one way or the other. Exactly. And so so then I had an experience. And for me, it was an experience around my mother who had passed many years before by this point. And, you know, as her comment about my common sense sort of points towards, she and I had a very conflictual, not very warm and supportive relationship. And now I understand she had enormous traumas of her own. And But it was like in that moment with this silly, crazy tapping thing, I had an experience of deep compassion for my mother that I had never, ever experienced. And I couldn't write it off because I'd had the experience. Yeah. Now, pretty tough back in 1995, there was no research at all to support this. Like no. Nobody was doing it. I, I'm, I'm in Canada, and I think I was the only person in Canada who was actually doing that. But I couldn't I couldn't discount it. It was like this energy piece was what tied everything together. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have a mind. Yes, we have a body. Yes, we are spiritual beings. But we are energy at our core. And so EFT tapping gave me a way to work at the deepest core level of being human. And that's made all the difference. That is so amazing. In my journey, Nancy, recently, and when I say recently, the last few years, I have become so hyper-focused on energy and looking at it from a little bit different angles from you because my journey is different, right? And so exactly. I got there via a different path, but it is the answer to a lot of the questions. It sure is. How can it not be? How can it not be? Right. And everything I, is energy. Everything. I mean, I I'm, I literally listen to two to three hours of podcasts every day. Um, uh, everything from scientists to you know to people that have just been through. And and so I mentioned this because it, you know if you have any inkling to go and just do your own research yeah. on health issues and in depression or anxiety or whatnot and energy, please go. But anyway. I want to continue our conversation mm -hmm. and thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah. And so we've mentioned sort of the, the common term tapping. Can you tell us then, can you go into what it is? <laughs> At what level shall we have this conversation? I know. <laughs> There's so much you know, to say. <laughs> there is so much to say. And I'm thinking 
but you're you're the guest. You're the expert here. I'm thinking, you know, the thing that stands out to me are the um, sort of pressure points and and yeah. you know why you tap in those areas and and you yeah. know and and what what is it you're looking for? What kind of relief that it's providing? Okay, great. Yes, beautiful. So <clears throat> at its core, foundational level, tapping is where we're going to take our own two fingers and we are going to tap gently, not very hard, on nine different acupressure points in the on our face and upper body. Socially acceptable point. Yeah. <laughs> Easily acceptable point. And that's what it is. Now, the energy piece is that we're energy being. We live in an energy world. We are constantly taking in energy information. Four billion bits of information per second. Mm. That's how complex we are. So we are literally reading the energetic field, the energetic consciousness, if you will. And all of that information is coming into our body and it's received energetically. Okay. It's at what we're, we're currently calling the neuroceptive level because it's below the level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So neuroceptive then, level. Neuroceptive, neuroceptive level. level, right? Got it. So we're neurologically receiving this information, but it's not it's not being understood consciously. There's a mm-hmm. few more layers that have to go through. So that information is going to be processed in the energy system of the body, what's called the subtle energy system of the body, which unbelievably enough, we actually have evidence now that it exists. Oh, there's lots of evidence. And that's lots why I'm of evidence. listening to hours and hours of this every day. I'm very science-based person. I studied yes. chemistry and biology in college. And the first time, which was only a few years ago, it's so elementary. And yet at the same time, it's mind-blowing. Someone said, your body is made up of organ, your organ systems, right? Skeletal, yeah. digestive, respiratory. Yeah. Those are made up of different organs. The organs are made up of different tissues. The tissues are made up of different proteins. The proteins are made up of different molecules. The molecules are made up of atoms. What are atoms? They're protons, which are positive charge, electrons, which are negative charge. What's holding them together? (laughs) Electromagnetic energy. You are literally made up of atoms that are positive and negative and electromagnetic energy is holding them together. 99.999999% energy. Point all those zeros, 1% matter. Energy, energy, absolutely. And it's absolutely the most elementary chemist will tell you that. Exactly. And and like you, I, I graduated in chemistry and mathematics. So I came to this with that sort of an orientation, but at some level, it did make sense to me as you're talking about. So what we're doing with these acupressure points, and of course, you know, other cultures beyond ours have known this for thousands of years and brought this wisdom into their techniques. And now here we are in the Western world, finally catching up and doing We're like, oh, guess what we figured out? And everyone's like, welcome to the party. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So the founder of uh, Emotional Freedom Techniques, his name is Gary Craig. And I just want to give him a shout out because I think it's important to honor honor people. I love, give give me names. I love researching. Go ahead. Okay. Totally. So um, Gary Craig. Okay. And he, um, he was an investment person, made his fortune in investment stuff, but he was really a self-help passionate person. And so he spent tons and tons and tons of money studying this. So he went off and studied with a fellow named Roger Callahan, who was a doctor and had done a lot of work in these 
energy channels of the body. Gary Craig learns all of this. He's an engineer by trade. So he's thinking about how do I make this a logical sort of a progression? And so he takes the complexity of all of this that he had been learning, and he creates one protocol, nine points, repeated over and over and over again. Doesn't matter what the issue is, we use the same protocol. Simple, easy to teach, easy to use, always accessible. You don't have to, you know, leave a meeting and do a downward dog for 20 minutes, much as I love yoga, right? This is something which is right there, no equipment needed. So we tap on these uh, acupressure points. Now, we were talking about how all of this energy information gets introduced into the body subconsciously, Mm -hmm. begins to be processed through all these energy channels, gets transformed into emotion. Mm. Emotion is just energy. Yes. Emotion. The energetic language of the body. Yeah. Exactly. It gets translated into sensations. Now some of this starts to come up into the level of consciousness. And then we go into meaning. We make sense of it. We tell ourselves a story about it. Mm -hmm. And that's the level of consciousness. And then based on that story, we're now going to choose behaviors around how to be safe in the world, how to be acceptable, all of those kind of things that we were talking about. So my journey has been this sort of step-by-step, holistic, oh my gosh, what does it actually mean to be a human being? Mm -hmm. It's not just about talking. That's only one fairly distant channel of experience from what the true human experience is. Yeah. And so what EFT has allowed me to do is to hold myself, first and foremost, and other people in the mind channel, the thinking channel, but also the emotional channel of experience, the sensation in the body, the imagery that comes up for us as humans, and the behaviors that we choose to undertake. So it's this whole human package. And and when we hold a human being in the energy of love and acceptance of who they are in this moment, then we have neuroceptive safe. Then that human being feels safe, feels seen, feels comforted. And the way we are built is when we feel safe, we grow. Mm. When we feel safe, we feel the impulses to grow in the direction that we were created to grow in. You know, another way I look at that and tell me if I'm off or this is just a totally different tangent, it's it's that fight or flight for this audience that we constantly live in. And you're right, we don't feel safe because legal hearings are coming at us, attorneys are coming at us, you know, our exes are coming at us, our, you know, they've picked up all the post-separation abuse tools uh, coming at us. And you're right, it's not safe. And when you, if you, and when you can get to any moments of feeling safety, you're right, now your brain can think. Now that, you know, the stress level, the fight or flight comes down. Now you can get creative. You can grow. Yeah, absolutely. So then, yeah, let's look at nervous system and the biology of a human being. Pretty recent stuff we've got going here. It's called polyvagal theory and created by a clinician, therapist, researcher, Stephen Porges is his name. And he has taught us that we are created to survive first and foremost. And therefore, we are constantly scanning our environment, 4 billion bits of information in our environment, to see if we're safe. Literally, 
four times per second, we're asking the question, am I safe? Am I safe? Am I safe? Am I safe? Subconsciously. Now, if the answer comes back yes, then our whole body softens, we relax, all the parts of our brain integrate, connect, start to communicate with each other, which is where, as you say, the clarity comes from, right? Yeah. However, if there is a threat perceived, and it doesn't matter if it's a physical threat or if it's an emotional threat, psychological threat, all the threats that you're talking about, doesn't matter. When there is a threat perceived, then we are built to defend ourselves with fight or flight. Yay us. Thank goodness. We're, yes, a highly tuned engineered oh, machine. It's It's amazing. built to survive. Like you said, it is amazing. Exactly. However, with the kind of threats that the community here is dealing with, there is no fight or flight ability to escape. Yeah. That's the challenge. Yeah. Running from your house doesn't make you safer. No. No. Turning so your many. email off doesn't make you safer. You have to read it at some time. Like, right, right. That's right. So then... I always say like when there's no, when your brain can't figure out an answer, then it just really starts running on a loop. That's right. Yeah. It starts to ruminate because that's sympathetic over activation, right? Of this fight flight system. And it will rev up. It's well, then I'll just think harder. I'll yeah. think faster, right? I'll just, it's like, especially in the middle of the night, that's when I'll really, really be able oh, to figure this I'll hyper-focus. Out, right? I'll, I'll, yes, yes. Oh, I'll yeah. create all kinds of scenarios that probably are Totally not possible. Absolutely. <laughs> just in case. Just exactly. in case. Exactly. But it's it's all designed for safety, right? Yeah. Yeah. That these parts of us have figured out, oh, this is how we're going to survive this. Yeah. So we'll just do this more and more. And then the other thing that happens when we can't fight our way out or flight our way out, we are designed with an even stronger defense system, which is called the freeze mm -hmm. response, dorsal activation. And this is where the our very survival is at risk. And so we shut everything down. We literally withdraw, we freeze, we go numb, we go empty. We're literally in a position of helplessness, helplessness that is never going to end from our perspective. So one of the things I began to understand is as a therapist, I have to be able to assess where that particular nervous system is and fine tune my interventions to where where it is and what it needs. I can't just do some beautiful modality technique to everybody, right? I literally have to be able to titrate, to figure, to sort out what does safety mean? What does that nervous system mean at this point in time? And it's one of the things I love about EFT is that it allows me to do that, to do that fine tuning. There are ways that I can use EFT for people who are in that freeze response that are different from when people are in the sympathetic fight or flight response. Can you talk more about that? What's the difference? What do they do? Oh my gosh. So if somebody's in, in this dorsal freeze response, there is no capacity there to process information. Right. They're, they're overwhelmed. It's like my dear Mac computer, right? If I open too many tabs at the same time, I get like the wheel of death. You stole my example. I use that one all the time. It's like, oh my God, I even say wheel of death. Okay. So exactly. I, I use this example all the time. It's true. It's true. And so what is the worst thing I can do? Open another tab, hit another key. Like what's going to happen? It's going to make the problem worse. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what we do in traditional coaching and therapy. We make the problem worse because we're asking them to do something. We're asking them questions. We're asking them to process information when they've already had it way past overwhelm. Interesting. Right? And that yeah. I love EFT for this population because it doesn't require them to do anything. We can just tap on and these nine acupressure points. Nothing else. No that's words. That's what I found. That's what I found. And like you said, the ease and the simplicity of it, I did it in my car on the way to the courthouse. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So somebody that's in that that deep freeze, um, it's helpful in, in that way, understand it. Then how else do you use it with someone who's in sort of a different state? Well, this is the the approach that I've developed called conscious CFT. Oh, good. I was going to ask you about it, this anyway. I, I saw this on your I, website, yeah. which, by the oh. way, everyone, n e f t t i dot com. Okay, sorry. Beautiful. I'll say that again at the end. <laughs> Nefty dot com, and uh, just a, a sort of a beautiful story of how this all unfolded. So I've been doing tapping since 1995 and using it on myself first. And it's like, oh my gosh, what's happening here? This is wild. And then eventually bringing it into my work with my psychotherapy clients. And it's like, okay, now we're really getting somewhere. And then in 2012, I'm a teacher. I've always been a teacher. I started my first school when I was four. And so I'm sitting in my living room. It's 2012, Sunday afternoon. The sun is shining in the living room. And down comes this idea from nowhere, supposedly, which says, start a school. And it even gave me the name. It said it's called Nefty. I didn't even know what Nefty stood for. And then the other message was, wow, dream big, which made me recognize the impact. If I can help one practitioner learn how to bring conscious EFT to their clients, and then that person can bring it to their children or their family or their clients and help this entire world to start moving to our authentic self. Mm -hmm. What if we then have the clarity to solve these big problems that we're facing? It's amazing. And so would you go just really sort of high level tease out again then the conscious EFT yeah versus okay. yes so this was a this has been my evolution as i have been guided forward to integrate the body the mind the spirit and the energy piece and sort out how does this all come together in a way which respects the current state of a client's nervous system. So I created what's what I call the client capacity continuum. Okay, which, client capacity continuum. Yeah, which or the CCC for short, yep. which helps practitioners assess where or say how much capacity a person has in this moment in time. Mm, okay. Okay. So we have people on the left-hand side of this scale who are in that big freeze response, who have no processing capacity at all, who are simply overwhelmed by the way life is currently showing up for them. So then I created EFT interventions and protocols to support those people without asking them to process information. Love it. Okay. Now, as those people are held with safety, with acceptance, What happens to that system is you start to see little sparks of growth, of hope, of inspiration, organization, of movement toward something new. And so you you support the sparks, right? You you come in and you basically say, hey, nervous system, I see you sparking. 
That's good. I okay. see you. I see you. And so the system will start to spark more and spark more and spark more. And as those sparks come, what happens is that the person comes out of that dorsal freeze response. They'll come into the sympathetic fight or flight, right? But we'll support that. We'll start channeling that in the direction of positive growth. How do you want to use all this energy that's coming to you? And what happens is that the person begins to feel safer inside, greater trust, mm. greater connection with themselves. Coming from within. That's right, right? The greater level of organization, clarity, calmness, curiosity, connection. All of this starts to come inside. And as that happens, the person then feels stronger, mm. starts to take more and more actions toward creating a life that truly fits them. And then as they continue to move over to the right-hand side of this client capacity continuum, now wow. we open to now we open to divine. Mm. Now we open to who we truly are. Next level. Next level. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and one thing I've noticed about myself, and I kind of put this on other people, but my interpretation sometimes of what we're going through is our complete feeling of, of the lack of control. Yes. And so I love hearing you talk about this work and how it affects people from inside, from the inside out, because then they have the ultimate control over their situation right. and their happiness right. and their future, That's because right. all of these external forces have been coming at them and yeah. and external, 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 and lack of control, lack of control. That's right. And that is just beautiful, Nancy. Yeah. That makes so much sense to me. Oh, thank you. It just made it just makes a lot of sense to me too. Brings all these different threads, right? There is no separation in this universe. Everything is connected. Mm -hmm. And so I knew there had to be a way that all of this learning I'd had the privilege to be exposed to came together in ways that support the very essence of the wisdom of human biology, of yeah. humanness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I love this, the, the talk about control is, is so right on because on this left-hand side of this continuum, there is no internal control. And so it's these desperate attempts to control the external environment. Yes. Whatever that looks like. Desperate attempts, because it's it's the only obvious thing we see that that maybe we can get a handle on, but yeah. usually we can't. And we can't. Again, yeah. especially in this post-separation abuse phase that that oh, yeah. this audience is often in. And you know, I I love that image of you getting that download. I had one recently and I'm and I I love looking at all these modalities and everyone's perspective that's been through a, a very difficult time on how they yeah. got to where they are. And so all of us out there, you know, talking about what worked for us or what our downloads were, I love it because whether you help one person, I help one person or we help a million, you know, yeah, somebody's absolutely. out there that's going to resonate with it. And the one thing that Again, it was so simple, it's almost stupid, but really dawned on me is I'm very fascinated with neuroplasticity, which I'm sure the EFT completely mm -hmm. affects, right? Yep. Rewiring the brain, pruning back those, those bad pathways um, with the Absolutely. bad memories that evoke the bad emotions. Yeah. And when we've been in these abusive relationships so long, and then the abuse continues using other tools right. um, during the divorce and after, that controller has basically spent a lot of time and energy rewiring your brain 
Yes, activating and, parts of the brain that are physically present. Yes. yes. And yes. we don't realize that's what they're doing. And I know we've used terms like brainwash, et cetera, et cetera, but it is a very methodical long-term game they're playing to rewire your brain. Because what happens is even when you yeah. leave the relationship, all they have to do is trigger you. And it's like they have a remote control. Absolutely, You're living in a different house. You've got a new boyfriend or girlfriend, or you're, you're yeah. trying to get on with your life and they can just send one email. That's right. That's and send right. you back. And so yeah. I am so passionate about teaching others, whatever modality it is. And that's why I wanted to talk about the EFT, help to get you to build yourself from within and to help rewire your brain. There's a scientific way, oh, yeah. proof that you can help yeah. yourself and blow up their remote control. I remember a time when I was doing my own separation and divorce and all the angst of it. And I'm driving somewhere with my then husband and I was feeling pretty darn good. And then he said or did something and all of a sudden I'm in a shambles. I'm in shame and all kinds of stuff. And I just remember squeaking out, you've burst my balloon. You burst my balloon. And my image was I had these red balloons I was holding, right. this whole bouquet of red balloons. And it was like, I saw that he had the big pin and he was bursting my balloons. And it wasn't, you know, it took me it took me quite a while, step by step by step, to understand that I was actually the one that had the pin. Mm. That's the neuroplasticity piece, right? Yeah. And I can actually change my very structure and functioning of my biology such that I am not burstable. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You can build your coat of armor and starting, you know, with your own brain. And that's, that's what really grabbed me is when I started to see the science and there are, you know, many, many, many studies now. Yeah. And, and I just want to run out and shout to the world in this audience, we have control. We have, you know, we have tools. Oh my gosh, we can stop this. We can, you know, because I get that question so often. Jackie, when is this going to stop? When am I going to stop feeling like this when I open my email? When am I going to stop? You know, the court is demanding that I I communicate with this person on these these parental yeah. apps and I'm I'm legally trapped in this situation. Yeah. How do I make it stop? And that's why I want to talk about these tools. There are tools. Yeah, there absolutely are tools and there's there are frameworks now because this is so possible. It is so doable. And the reality is it takes attention. It takes focus. It takes repetition, right? Oh. As you were so brilliantly saying, right? These neural pathways that get activated, every time they get activated, they get strengthened. And so we do the neuroplasticity piece to start getting other neurons to shake hands together. Yes. Hello. Hey, do you want to form a connection? Oh, this yes. is a connection that says something like, I'm a powerful person in my world or something, right? That is more empowered. But the reality is this default network that has been strengthened and strengthened and strengthened over time, it's going to take some time to weaken that and to strengthen these new neural pathways. Yeah. And but it's you're so right. Possible. It starts with awareness of every thought, which is a lot of work. That's the yeah. hard first, that's uh, getting, you know, trying to roll yeah. the, the the big boulder up the hill and then yeah, you get it to the exactly. top and you start to be so aware of your thoughts yeah. and every time you have one. And then, you know, from there I have different 
you know, sort of coaching paths and recommendations that I make. But yeah, it's just being aware of every single thought. And it's like, it's, it's, there, there was someone in your life that, you know, deliberately wanted to install those, but you don't have to be a victim of them anymore and you can take control. And no, because that's who we're built authentically as empowered, brilliant, delightful, lovable, cherished people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Every client that comes my way, I'm, uh, I say all, all of those adjectives, I can apply to every single one. Yeah. And that's what I believe my responsibility as a practitioner is. That's what I need to bring to the relationship. If I cannot see that person in their power, in their possibilities, in their brilliance, then I've got an issue to work with myself. Mm-hmm. Because that's the healing energy. Yeah, 100%. So you, your institution trains other trainers or, or professionals, I should say. Yeah, and we you have train. a coaching one. Would you talk yeah. to me about what, what it does and who it trains? And Of course I will. <laughs> tell me all about it. Because then we want to talk about how people can find other professionals. Yeah, for sure. So uh, what Nefty does, we're a professional certification organization. And we train therapists and coaches who are already working with clients who have certified or, or, or regulated. And we also train people who are making career shifts. People who are feeling the calling to serve the world, serve themselves and and serve the world in this particular way. Uh, And I teach them this conscious EFT framework. Uh, We start, we have a foundational training called Discover the Power. And then people who get excited about this go into one of our candidates uh, this week said to me, it's like, Nancy, this is a really comprehensive, concise program that requires you to do your own work in order to be helping other people. And it's like, that's Uh cockles of my heart, right? That's exactly what it's about. And so that program is called Harness the Power of Conscious EFT. And then we have other programs to hold our graduates in continuing learning modes. Uh, And so I I teach two things. I teach, you know, EFT uh, in all its glory, but more importantly, I teach this conscious framework uh, that uh, that is what we've been talking about, about how do you actually determine what is going to be a safe and effective interve- intervention for that person at this particular moment in time? And then how do you begin to harness that energy as it begins to emerge and focus it in the direction of neuroplasticity? Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and did I see a link on your site that can help people find a professional? Yes, absolutely. Area. Yeah, nefty.com. There's a, uh, in the menu, there's a directory there that they can find people, find people who are working uh, in person or find people who are uh, working virtually as well. I love the it. Th- Go ahead. The other thing I just want to say that I love about my work, because I did spend my entire life teaching, most of it teaching adults. So I know humble is not my middle name at the moment, but I do know what it takes to actually support learning. Yeah. Significant, sustainable learning. And so Nefty is a very boutique, bespoke institute. Like our fundamental program, Foundational Discover, I only take 12 to 16 people at a time into that program. Mm. In my year-long certification program, I take maybe a dozen, maybe 16, because content is awesome. There's beautiful content there. 
But what's really important is the support, is having somebody there when you're feeling frustrated, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're ready to quit, having somebody in a community there to support you, that's that's what it really that's what it really requires. So absolutely. I love, I love that whole approach. And thank you for going a little deeper into how your trainings go because when you go on to Nancy's website or the Nefty website and do find a professional, you just heard what she, how seriously she takes their training. Yes. So, you know, you're not someone that just took a four week course on being a coach, <laughs> you know, like you said, somebody threw the content on you and said, here's your certificate. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck right. with that. And there's well, a lot this, of those out there. So there, there are, right. And they, uh, they do have their place, but, but this is sacred work that mm-hmm. we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be responsible and and we really need to be using ourselves as our first client continually. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think you've done such a good job at, you know, sort of telling this audience how this might be helpful to them. And again, it just the simplicity of it and, you know, you can do it anywhere and it, it just, it saved me at 1am, you know, <laughs> totally. from, from basically a ma- major panic attack, you know, and I yeah. just took a few minutes to to study it online but <laughs> but having a professional to go to that can meet you where you're at and dig deep to say where exactly is this person so right. we're not just in emergency mode savior all the no. time which is great no. but but I, we can actually yeah like you said build build that bridge over to yeah because we're relational beings yeah we're bored in relationship we're wounded in relationship and we heal in relationship so having someone there who can support us Wow, it's priceless. Absolutely. And and I'm just thinking too that there, you know, there may be people listening to us who don't really have an interest in a in being a coach or a therapist right. or something. So there's a beautiful free resource that I think would be helpful for them if they're interested in learning more about uh EFT. So that link, and I'll send it to you, you put in the Perfect. show notes, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, but it's nefty.com forward slash. EFT 101. So Easy. Nefti is N-E-F-T-I.com forward slash EFT 101. And it's um, a series of five videos that one of our graduates, uh, Jen Sinsurak, who's a naturopathic doctor here in Ontario, uh, and she's a great podcast interviewer. She and I did this series of, of five videos. We had a great time and really shared a lot of information about how you would actually bring this EFT into your own personal life. Oh my gosh, you guys, did you hear that? So go to nefty.com forward slash EFT 101. Um, you know, listen to it in the car when you're going to pick up the kids. <laughs> when you're at the grocery store, when you're making the bed, I'm I'm like my headphones are in all the time. <laughs> every minute is a, every minute I'm not you know actively doing something like this is a minute to learn. So um, yeah, that is amazing. Great. Thank you so much for that, Nancy. Nancy Forrester, I really really appreciate you and thank you so much for this conversation. It's been truly amazing for me, and I know it will be for this audience. And um, maybe we'll have to circle back and and do something else together soon. That would be great. Thanks, Jackie. All right. Thank you. (laughs) 